Welcome to the Encounter the Gospel podcast. We hope that this podcast encourages you and inspires you to live a life in the fullness of Jesus. Well, hello there. It is Jonathan here, and today I've got my good friend, Treza. Hi, Treza. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing really good. Oh, good. It's been a good morning. I slept in a little bit, but yeah, that same. just made it nice and slow, and yeah. <laughs> Come on. That's a beautiful thing. Mm. Well, if you, uh, some, some people may know this, some people may not, but Treza and I actually do a radio show together. Yes, we do. Uh, yeah, and that's super fun. It so, is, it is. It's it's made me also, I do love how we've just cultivated a, a deeper friendship. I think before yeah. we would just work together, sometimes hang out, but it feels more natural to be talking mm. on a mic right now with you, yeah. for sure, from doing the radio Because <laughs> we're show. used to it now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so if you may recognize uh, the name Treza or even mm. her voice if you follow our radio show it's unfiltered with ywam shameless plug there but come on go look at it it's on all podcast (laughs) platforms that's right (laughs) (laughs) Um, i always have to like mouth to her um like when she's trying to tell people where to find it i'm like on apple podcast because she always says apple music i'm really not someone you want to yeah i'm very like non-techie non any (laughs) social media stuff i'm just not into it so I always say things wrong. Yeah, that's okay, though. Mm. But anyway, so we don't Mm. just do a radio show together. We actually also work together uh, in YWAM with YWAM Gold Coast. Um, That is true. Yeah, and that's actually how we originally met each other Mm -hmm. through YWAM. How long have you been here? Uh, Six years. Six years. I've been here for almost three years now. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's pretty sweet. So today, uh, well, we're talking about Jesus, obviously, because, mm. you know, it's we're that kind of podcast. Um, Jesus podcast. That's right. We just <laughs> have honest conversations about how the heck do you follow Jesus in today's culture? Because it's yeah. wild out there. But anyway, so um, something I was kind of thinking about recently is, you know, we see a lot of students come through mm. our base. Right. Um, lots of DTS students. If you don't know what DTS is, it's discipleship training school. Um, six month courses, know God, make him known, mm-hmm. have lectures, grow in their relationship with God, and then they go out on outreach. Right. And that's the best make him part. Known. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's always great when you get outward focused mm. and you can actually apply your faith and actually what you've been learning in God. Um, Cause then it actually becomes something mm-hmm. and that's a beautiful thing. And you actually get to become a powerful person for Jesus. But it's kind of interesting cause you know, a lot of people do DTS, um, but not everyone who does DTS stays with it when they go home. Right. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of something um, that I've been thinking about it is, you know, how do you, Cause there's all kinds of, you can even apply that to outside of DTS or YWAM. Like there's Christian conferences or Christian events or Mm -hmm. even just worship services or even on, you know, like a daily Christian life. You know, there's people that are going to church on Sunday, but then they're not necessarily living it throughout their, you know, daily life. And it's like, okay, how do you stay on fire for God? Mm -hmm. You know, outside of those mountaintop experiences of events and stuff like that. So (laughs) yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Trazon? It's a good thought, John. Yeah, for sure. I think it's 
such a relevant topic for us um, in this culture, in this society nowadays, because there are, as you said, mm. there are so many opportunities, yeah. I guess. Good opportunities. There's a mm. lot of, dis- like, we'll use the word distraction a lot. I tend to try to not use that word because it's not that everything's a distraction. It's just what are we putting our time to, Yeah. right? And just because I'm putting my time to it doesn't mean it's a distraction. It just means that, hey, that's actually a priority in my life mm. or I've just been really comfortable in my routines. But it is something that even before YWAM, um, I experienced that of seeing, you know, Christianity almost become a trend in someone's life, right? So mm. um, I remember I was, I was 16, 17 when I started going to a girl's Bible study mm. and I didn't know anything about Jesus. <laughs> and I just was learning about him you know, through other girls my age who yeah. also were on this journey of learning about him, right? Um, and and knowing him as well. There was, of course, leaders in that in that Bible study. But I think now, as I look back on that, I think for sure in that year, for a lot of us girls, that was just the, the trend. Mm. That was the trend at the time. Go to mm. this girls' Bible study for a social gathering. We're gonna read the Bible, mm. and. That stuck with me. Like, you know, now I'm 26 and I still absolutely love Jesus. I'm on fire Mm. for him. Like, I want to be on that altar every day for him. Mm. But it's totally, looking back, I can see how it, Christianity can become a trend. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I was, that's literally my question. I was like, (laughs) okay, do you think, like, Christianity or being a Christian or following Jesus can be a trend or like a fad? I totally think it can be. Mm. Um, And I, I don't know much about like Jesus has never been a trend for me. I think yeah. I got influenced heavily by people around me who I looked up to, mm. um, you know, as a young 16, 17 year old girl, but then it stuck, right? I actually encountered him, yeah. had a revelation on my own of who he is mm. and then lived that out. And mm. I'm, I'm still very young. Yeah. And so it's, I can't say, you know, it's not like I'm 70 years old sitting here saying, <laughs> yeah, I fought the good fight. Still following and, Jesus yeah, yeah, after yeah. all these years. I know, like, it's, it's <laughs> funny to be speaking on this as well, because who am I, right? But I do totally think that, like anything, Jesus can become a trend. And I think mm. until we recognize there's more to it, until we recognize it's not just about the church on Sunday, which we hear all the time. Yeah. It's not just about doing a DTS and then, whoa, Mm. I can go change the world now. Mm. But it's the, are you faithful in the little? Like Mm. that's really what's important to me is, are you faithful in the little so that the, like the King of Kings can trust you Mm. with blueprints that are probably so much bigger than you could ever imagine. Right. Mm. So it's, it's a good. Yeah. So, okay. So here's an interesting thought that I'm having Mm. right now. Like, cause like you said, we hear this whole, you know, it's not just, you know, follow Jesus on Sunday and then you go back to your normal life right. the rest of every, you know, the rest of the week, but it's actually like following Jesus every single day mm-hmm. and even, you know, being faithful in the small things. And so I guess I'm kind of wondering, like, is there a way, like, how do, how do people move from that place of being, um, you know, just doing it on the Sunday or just right. doing it when they're in those environments where it's, you know, cultivated for that, you know, they're on DTS or at a, you know, a conference or whatever, you know, how do they move from that place of only doing it in the places where it's convenient and, you know, like mm. that's the culture right, right, to right, right. actually making it a lifestyle and actually, oh, you know, on. is it just like, is it just Holy Spirit just like 
zaps people and right. then they suddenly <laughs> or is there I don't know like right. do they hear motivational speak like what is it that gets people into that yeah that's good John. to make that transition that's such a good question because the answer is really fun I have a few answers for that but one of the biggest things we have to remember is we're all different mm. so for me um uh, you know I had an experience in my life happen I was 19 and you know, just circumstances in my life were not looking very good. Yeah. And of course, I I got complacent. You know, I felt a little bit. I was going through a rough season. So you were a Christian at this point. I was a Christian at this okay. point. You know, had had something tragic happen in my life, and then all of a sudden, uh, somebody invited me to go to this IHOP conference. Oh. Right, and you know, inter- <laughs> not the pancake thing, yeah. but the, the prayer. <laughs> yes. And that going to that conference fully changed it for me yeah like that was a game changer for me of i experienced healing you know in a crowd Mm. of of over i don't even know how many people there but there was a lot of people there so i think for that moment for me that was huge because i encountered jesus in such a personal way in a room filled with people who were also probably experiencing him but for others you know it that that might not be the case right for me um, in that moment that was huge for me, but for everybody, the experience will look different. So how Mm. they catch on fire with Jesus, the circumstances, the environment will always look different. However, there has to be a consistent, um, like denominator, you know, like there's Mm. always a consistent denominator and it is Jesus, but I always love to look at Leviticus six. Mm. And I love the Old Testament. I'm very much like an Old Testament freak. Like yeah. I love, <laughs> I wish I knew more about it. I'm, I'm still learning a lot. But yeah. one of the things that in Leviticus, it's very much, you know, speaking about the policies and very much, Cape, how do we actually, how as priests especially, are, are we to offer our, our praises and our yeah. offerings to God? And in Leviticus 6, it very much talks about how priests can offer things to God. And one of the things it says, I think it's verse, here, let me quickly look. I yeah, make go sure. for it. So you've got Leviticus 6, and it talks about the guilt offerings, the burnt offerings, the grain offerings, right? And these are parts where people can often skim over because they right. seem, oh. It seems boring. That's right, that's right. But like, uh, that doesn't apply. Exactly. But, uh, but come on, read it, because... It is so relevant to your life. That's and right. You'll find Jesus in there. Yes, yes, totally. And in verses 8, like you can kind of read that whole whole chapter of Leviticus 6. But from verses 8 to 13, that really, really spoke to me mm. um, when I was looking at teaching through how do we stay on fire for Jesus. Mm. And it says in there that the fire on the altar, it like stays burning. Like it mm. must stay burning if it's on the altar. So what I'm realizing from reading Leviticus is we, if we stay on the altar, so if we stay surrendered to Jesus, the fire will keep burning. Mm. Like it's talking about how when priests would put an offering there, the fire would never burn out. Mm. It would just keep burning. The priests, of course, had to tend to it. Mm. So there's a tending that has mm. to happen. But if we remain surrendered to Jesus, that common denominator you know, you've encountered Jesus, of course, and mm. hopefully that will have caused you to give your life to him, right? Yeah. In that, that can be scary, you know, that's a whole other topic. But the common denominator for living in this place of daily disciplines and not just being on fire for him on a Sunday morning, but also being on fire for him, you know, Monday afternoon when you're just wanting to go home from work or whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever that is, yeah. it really is, are you staying on the altar every mm. day? 
Are you staying in that place of submission? Mm. Are you staying in that place of surrender? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's so good. Mm. It's so okay. So first of all, I just realized, duh, you actually teach on DTS on this topic. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Only for I have only done it a few times. Yeah, still very much. Didn't even think about that. I was just like, oh yeah, living living on fire for Jesus. Yes, yes. Um, so (laughs) that's funny. Um. But no, that's good. So it's, I kind of am getting this idea of like, mm. okay, cool. You have these, ex- these mountaintop experiences, yeah. which are, you know, the encounters with God, the, you know, you go to a conference and it's really powerful. Holy Spirit's moving. People are getting mm. healed and stuff like that. And you, people are getting touched by God. And, um, you know, but there's, so the, there's a crossover here between people who go to those experiences, mm-hmm. you know, you get saved well, there's people who get saved multiple times over and they just keep going totally, back to these... Con- yeah. And then it becomes kind of like this, like, uh, almost like addiction kind of, like a drug mm. kind of thing, you know, like mm-hmm. encounters with God are your drug. Right. Um, but he doesn't just want to be a drug for you. He actually wants to be with you in every moment. Mm-hmm. And so the crossover there, what you're saying is actually taking that encounter, right? That sets the fire. Yep. But then now it's your responsibility and there's this shift in perspective of, I don't just need the next hit, yeah. but I actually need to tend my fire. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, there's that tending, you have to tend to the fire. Um, you know, even, you know, we look at the priests and, um, I think of, you know, we're actually priests now, like we're right, actually called right. to be priests. Yep, yep. I think it, what is that? First Peter where first, he says, I think it's first, first or second. Yeah. One of them talks somewhere about the in the priest. new Testament, but mm-hmm. they talk about like, we're, you know, and even, yeah, there's examples in the Bible where, mm-hmm. you know, God calls us, um, a, a priesthood, a holy nation. And, um, so we're called to be priests, mm-hmm. you know? And so we can even look at the old Testament, which is one of those really cool things in looking at things like Leviticus and stuff like that, where it seems boring. There's actually, um, it's actually pointing to something and it actually reveals, um, some of the ways that we're meant to operate as mm-hmm. priests. Yep. Um, it doesn't always look the same because we're in a new covenant and things have shifted right. and we're not just operating out of shadows and symbols, but we actually have the real thing. Yep. Um, and so, you know, even just looking back, like, cool, the priests, one of their jobs was to tend the fire. Yeah, that's and right. And so as priests now, our job is still to tend the fire. Mm-hmm. It just looks a little bit different. We're that's not right. tending a physical, actual yeah, yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, please don't ask me to do that. I wouldn't even know what to do. Well, I'd put wood on it, obviously. But yeah. But anyway, yes, John, like, that's very good. I think it's, it's huge. It's huge when you just recognize this thing. And of course, like, I want to encounter Jesus all the time, but mm. to remember... His spirit is one with me right now. Mm. And so even in these mundane routines, I can't be always searching for these, the next best thing. Mm. And, oh, I've lived in Australia. Like, I remember I struggled so much with, uh, am I meant to be here? Am I meant to not be in Australia? Should I move on? Should I not move on? Mm. Um, am I stuck here? Are there no more opportunities here for me? Like we just get, we want to make a difference, right? We want to experience those mountaintops as much as we can, but it comes to down to a point where am I content with him? Like, mm. am I content with Jesus being my everything mm. rather than the, you know, success or the achievements mm. or all of those things? Achievement is great. And of course, progress, that's what he calls us to is not perfection, but progress. He wants us yeah. to grow and dis- be discipled. And it all comes down to though this contentment. And John, I wanted to read uh, Second Timothy. We always talk mm. like... If we're talking about, you know, staying on fire for Jesus and 
we hear all the time the word lukewarm. Yeah. And we hear, okay, Jesus, it literally says in the Bible, he will spit out the lukewarm. Like yeah. he wants you to be cold or hot, but right. lukewarm, like who likes lukewarm water? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like It's like a slow, painful death. Yes, yes. Oh, totally. Right. Oh. If you're, if you're cold, well, then he can just set you on fire, right? Like Totally. Uh, um, but if you're lukewarm, it's like you don't even know that you're dying. Yeah. And it's like you're not dead yet, so he can't resurrect you. So it's like, yeah. man, just hurry up and die. This is getting into a whole other podcast episode. Yeah, but. that's right. It, <laughs> so it, we don't go fully in there, but it, yeah. it's it, You're right. It could get into a lot of different areas and tangents and such. But yeah. this one verse we hear a lot in Second Timothy of the fan into flame, right? We hear... Fan into flames, stir upon yourself, um, you know, this fire within Mm. you. And I wanted to just read it. This is NIV. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love and self-discipline. And it goes on, which is great. I really, really love this verse. Yeah. But one of the things we need to recognize is he's asking us to flan fan flan he's asking us to fan into flame the gift so we need to recognize that by being on the altar 24 7 by mm. staying submitted surrendered all that good stuff he's actually given us gifts mm. right and we often look at surrender as oh, i'm giving up everything and I don't want to, you know, like it's just, I don't want to give up my family. I don't want to give up all these things. But actually in return, he is giving you the best gifts ever. Yeah. Like the gifts that he wants to give you are, whoa, like I'm telling you, whoa, like he wants to just bless you and give you so many good things, but it takes fanning into flame. Mm. So any, any stewardship talk, like there's so many talks you could hear on stewardship. And mm. again, we've been talking about this word tending, kind of tending to the, f- the flame and the fire within you really takes time and understanding of what your gift is. So your gift might not be um, something that will look like Jonathan's, for example. Mm. So let's use Jonathan. Jonathan and my, Hi. we have very different giftings, I think. Like we're, yeah. we're very different people, very different um, like views on things. Yeah. But yet it's a good thing it's a good mm. thing because his fire within him that mm. gi- the, that god has gifted him with is going to actually bless me as well like mm. it's it's what would the body be with all the same parts yes and that's as well another. we can't all be the elbow we can't all be the elbow that's right and like all the neat like if both like you're probably an elbow and i'm probably like a ankle or something <laughs> i don't know <laughs> we're just the randomest parts of the body but anyway when the i'm pinky get- toe yeah, wow. The pinky toe. Bless it. In you need Jesus that for... What, what does the pinky do, toe do? Is it, I think it's is for balance. balance. I think... Yeah. I'm pretty sure if you don't have is it, that the you one fall. That, yeah, that's well, the any one. toes. Any it's of like them. all your toes are important for Surely flocking. someone's lost a toe. Well, surely, I'm sure. And I was watching a Friends episode, and I watched Chandler <laughs> lose a toe that episode. But anyway... Oh. <laughs> um, Tangent. So fan into flame the gift that God's given you. And yeah. Once you understand and have a grasp of what that gift is, I truly think that that will encourage people to not go down a lukewarm path. Mm. You're not getting complacent. You're not getting bored with God. I think when you're getting bored with God, you really need to look at yourself Mm. because something within you is boring. Mm. It's not him who's boring. Yeah. He's not boring. It's really interesting. I don't even remember where I heard this from, but Mm. someone somewhere once said, (laughs) um, 
it was if you are not finding your if you lose your sense of enjoyment in God and you're not actually enjoying him anymore, that's actually kind of a dangerous place to be yeah, in because sure. if you're not actually getting joy from your time with God, then you're going to find it somewhere else because yeah. he's not satisfying you. So that's it's right, like, that's oh man, right. it's kind of like an alarm. Like if you're noticing you're not, you've lost your enjoyment of God. Mm. It's like, um, like the lights on the car dashboard, like, oh, like something's happening. I need to actually look into this and figure right. out what's going on Yep, yep. because he needs to be your source of joy. And totally. John. It even reminds me of something you said earlier. I don't remember when it was a while ago, but, mm. um, you're just talking about like, um, kind of surrender and like Jesus being enough really. Mm. And, um, I don't know. I just really like that. Like even, and I relate to it as well, you know, even right. in this past season, we've seen a lot of people like just dear friends mm-hmm. leave, you know, mm-hmm. because not because, you know, bad blood or anything like that, but just because <laughs> God has, you know, called a lot of people out of this base and out of this place into right. new things and into new seasons. And, you know, with that, you know, with friends leaving and things like that, like it can be emotionally very hard mm-hmm. and so it leaves you in this place where you're like oh my gosh I feel really lonely or at least this has been my experience and I'm sure you probably felt that as yes, well because yeah. you've had friends leave but totally um you know like oh man like I just feel really lonely you know and just kind of having to come into this place in this past season of you know what yeah people have left and it's sad and you know I do feel lonely but I'm just continually brought back to just by the spirit of God mm-hmm. um man, is Jesus on the cross enough? Yeah. Like, is he, is he my full joy? Is do I have everything that I need? Is it fully accessible in Jesus right now to me? Yeah. You know, and I'm constantly brought back to like, yes, he is, you know, yeah, like totally. when I first came here, I didn't know anybody, like not a single person. And I had just like left everything I knew, quit my job mm. within like a month at, and was here, you know? And so yeah, it's good, John. I, just, I I just really relate to kind of what you were saying earlier mm. about like you know just that place of of surrender um, yeah. and like that's actually you know w- looking at the cross, mm-hmm. looking at Jesus, and like really actually meditating on who God is and yeah. actually just staying submitted to Him. Like no matter what the circumstance or your experience or what your emotions are saying, you can actually be in this place where you're actually totally satisfied and. Um, and, and that's actually fanning the flame. Yep, that's, that's actually right. keeping the fire burning because you know what? People come and go. Life mm-hmm. is hard. Situations happen, whether it's, you know, dear friends leaving or it's something, you know, less hard than, or, you know, like that yep, might seem yep. less hard or it's something wake, like maybe you have, I don't know, an illness or, you know, a pain in your body mm. or, you know, there's some relational thing going, whatever it is, like circumstances happen, life happens, right. yep, yep. you know? And so kind of going back to what you're saying about that, like submission and like, yeah. I just really resonate with that. I think That's it's good, so good John. what you were saying. And I love the language that you're using as well. Like when you said um, how you just got brought back to the cross or you got brought back to a moment, mm. I think. The key to living on fire with Jesus is also remembering. Mm. Um, There's faith, like testimonies bring faith. Like Mm. we don't just share testimonies to like tittle around and whatever. Like I love testimonies. If (laughs) God did something through you, in you, around you, like 
it, whatever it is, whether it's an emotional story mm-hmm. or a really fun story, I want to hear it because... Girl, it, you better get up and testify. Yeah, come on. Like, I just want to hear it so that it builds my faith. Like, yeah. I want to be built... Like, I just read this incredible book um, yep. that Sarah borrowed to me. And mm. it's like, man... Um, I just want to really like I love reading stories because mm. it helps me remember who he is. It helps me remember that though circumstances might seem, as you said, right, you listed off a bunch Hard of Hard or yep, whatever. Yep. Like yeah. there's who knows what your situation everyone right now has is. trials. Yes, everyone has trials. And so remembering is huge. Remember yeah. what he brought you through. Remember who he is. Like Joshua, mm. I remember God said, okay, Joshua, build this altar yes. with the 12 stones. This is literally what I was about to say. Okay, come yes. on. And so <laughs> it's so important because God said, build this so that generations to come mm. will look at it and say, why is that there? And yep. it gives them a platform to share about him. Yep. So again, we need platforms to share about him. We need platforms mm. to be able to reconnect with who he is, reconnect and remember what he's done and to live on fire for him. Mm. You've got to remember it. You've got yeah. to, because in a world today, it can get so, so depressing. Yeah. But to remember the joy to remember mm-hmm. the joy is huge and you'll be able to live in those mundane moments or those mountaintop moments mm. with just gratefulness. Yeah, mm. that's so good. And, you know, it actually goes beyond even just, you know, like that's actually all throughout the Old Testament yes. of these places where people built these little physical altars to God, right? Pretty much anytime God did something big, right. they're like, oh, let's get some rocks together and we'll build a little <laughs> thing, right? And then mm-hmm. it's like, to this day, that place is called this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And it's exactly what you said, you know, people ask, ask, oh, what what are these rocks doing here? And then, you know, the generations, they're like yeah. future generations. Oh, that's when God did, you know, he parted the sea or he, you know, parted the river so that we could cross over into the promised land or, you know, yep. whatever the situation was. Or we, this is where we defeated the, the Amalekites or the yeah, Ammonites yeah, yeah, yeah. and the Jezebelites. Or, yeah. I'm pretty sure I just made that one up. Oh. I probably made like <laughs> <laughs> at least half of them up. I, I feel like um, some were right. I don't know. <laughs> um, but anyways, so, and I think what's really cool about testimony as well, um, kind of going off what you were saying is when we hear, let's say I'm going through something, mm. right? Let's say I have, I have, uh, I need healing in my body. Yep. All right. And you've experienced that. Yes. You get up at and you say, Hey, like, this is what God did. He healed me, you know, and I, I'm totally restored in my body. Then I can actually hear that testimony and that actually spurs on my faith so that I can go, Oh man, if God can do that for her, yeah, he can do it for me. And then I'm right. taking, um, the truth of your testimony. I'm actually claiming that over my life and it's actually encouraging me in my faith and helping me to believe. Yep. That's good. And that brings up a sweet thing that I did want to tie in at some point is often, we have like, I love that you took that perspective of, okay, this person had this experience. I'm going to let it fuel me. And we can't let someone else's experience. We can't let that now get us in this spot of questioning why God, mm. why did they have that experience? But yeah. I haven't it's like yet. comparing that's jealousy, right? Like that's the biggest killer of fanning mm. your fire. Like if you want to live on fire for God, the moment you start looking around you and comparing, Oh, your mm. fire will get stuffed so quick. Like, and the devil will be right on that sucker. Like mm-hmm. you've really got to, what you just said was a beautiful example of celebrate, celebrate yeah. and allow that to build your faith rather than tear your faith down. Mm. Cause that really will not help you in this, in this, you know, 
spiritual battle of remembering who he is and being in this place of just being grounded on him daily. Yeah. Not just at the conferences or not just on the DTS or, you know, Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. Yeah. And, you know, I think this, um, kind of brings up something that can be a lot broader than just what we're talking about, but just this idea of where your eyes at, Yep. right? Like, what are you actually looking at? You know, we talk about sin, right? Being Mm. free from sin and things like that, you know, and, um, there's this language of, are we God conscious or sin conscious, right? Right, If you think about sin and you're like, Oh, don't sin, don't sin, don't sin. What are you going to (laughs) do? You're going to sin because that's all you're thinking about. Mm, Yep. Right. When sin doesn't even deserve your attention, the devil doesn't deserve your attention. And so instead of going, don't sin, don't sin, you just shift your perspective and you go, you know what? I'm running to God. I'm not running away from sin. I'm running to God. Right. And so it's kind of the same aspect in every situation. Right. Like, oh, like gotta stay on fire like oh gotta make sure i'm you know That's comparing to right. other people like no like just look at where are your eyes what are you putting yep. your attention and your focus to yep. are you looking towards the things of god and actually gazing upon his face because if you spend time with him and you look yes. at him in his face you're gonna start to look like him That's it's right. just a natural byproduct That's right. and we can't get into this position of also becoming religious about okay if i want to be on fire for god I better be praying four hours a day or, okay, <laughs> Jonathan just did a week of fasting. So I better fast, you know, right. like it's again, don't get, don't get in that wheel spinning hamster wheel mm. thing of I got to do this and I got to do that. It's really not about that. It's about staying submitted, staying surrendered. Yeah. If you have 15 minutes in your day to open your Bible, awesome. If you have three hours, awesome. You know, it, it's not about that. I think, of course, you read James, and James is very clear. Faith without works is dead. But we have to remember there is this relationship with him. So it's not about what am I doing for him. It's what am I doing with him. Yeah. It's what am I doing with him, and that will keep you on the fire. Like, that mm. will, honestly, that's helped me so much with just staying in this place of wanting to share my faith, of wanting to believe for healings, of not just doing what I want. Oh, this is a tough season. I want to go home. I just want to get a normal job at, you know, Tim Hortons or something for the Canadians. Hey, but you that's know, a real temptation. It is. It's such a real temptation. There's no responsibility linked to that. I show up for my shift and I leave. And I'm I'm not speaking, you know, poorly to those things. I think right. your ministry... God can be in that. Yes, God is 100% you gotta be called to in that. that. Though. That's right. And... For me, I know I'm just not called to that. Mm. I'm called to to this place right here at mm-hmm. Wyoom Gold Coast, though. I've wanted to leave a thousand times. <laughs> a thousand times I've wanted yeah. to leave. But what keeps me here is my submission to God. Yeah. Of knowing. And it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Stay submitted and he'll, of course, maybe speak to you elsewhere. He'll yeah. uh, maybe speak to you to work at Tim Hortons. I think he totally will. Mm. But it's a matter of your walk will be different than my walk. Yeah. We just got to remain seated yeah right next to him yeah and i think you know even on that i think there's this place where people like even just when i came to australia who are like oh my gosh that's so crazy like that's amazing that you did that i could never do that like you know i'm just i'm so scared to even just ask god what you know his will for my life is because you know i'm scared that he's going to tell me to go to rwanda or go to africa (laughs) yeah totally you know like and it's i don't think that (laughs) God is just like, oh, what's the least place you, you know, yeah, no. the one place you don't want to go? Oh, well, no. that's the place I'm calling you to. That's like, right. he's a good dad. And I think he, what we got to understand is he is relationship oriented. Yep. And so everything that he does, he wants to do with us. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you're really called to that one place that you absolutely don't want to go to, he's going to take you on a journey yep. to where you're actually going to 
be excited about that, right? He's not just going to be like, oh, yep, you have to go there, and otherwise you're outside of my will, and I'm just yeah, not going to yeah, bless yeah. you. And Like, he's not like that. No. He's a good father. He loves you. He cares for you, and he wants you to be excited and, um, you know, amped up about the things that he's calling you into. And so if that's where he's calling you, then there's this place where we can actually be excited about that. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think – I think that fear is just unfounded, you know? Like, mm. we don't actually have to have that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah – Good job. I forgot where I was going. Oh, well, that was a good, that was a good finish. I liked that. Yeah. It's good. Stay surrendered, stay submitted and remember. Mm. And honestly, I've experienced, I've remained on fire. Mm. Of course, it doesn't look like, you know, what does that look like? It looks like staying surrendered. Yes. You know what? I, I just remembered mm. what else I was going to say. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> um so it, it's just funny though, because um, this reminds me of a conversation I was having recently. Mm. Um, cause you know, for me, I am in the next few months preparing to actually go back to the United States. Right. And so, um, I used to work at UPS. Um, it's a parcel delivery service for those who don't live in the United States and don't know what that is. Um, and so somebody was asking me like, Oh, do you think you would go back to UPS? And mm. I'm like, you know, I actually, like I had a hard time at UPS for, there was a season where it was just like really, it was like one of the most depressing seasons in my life. Cause it was just really hard. And, um, I just had a totally different perspective than I do now. Mm. And I'm like, man, I've grown looking back on that. I'm like, I've grown so much that I think I would actually really enjoy it if I went back. Right. Um, because I've just grown so much in leadership and just how to handle stress and, yep. um, just to relate with people in a, a godly way. Mm. But, I actually don't think I will go back because I just don't feel a grace. I don't feel right. actually peace on that. I don't think that's where God wants me to actually be. And um, I just feel like for me personally, if I were to go back, it would actually be like taking steps backward. Right. Um, and so that's not to say that, you know, God couldn't say it. Like he could totally speak that and it would be a beautiful, wonderful thing. Um, but it's about what is exactly what you we've been saying, you know, what is God saying to you personally? And this is why here being able to hear God's voice and to discern God's voice versus the enemies or my owns is so important. Um, and because if you can't, you know, talk to God, you can't hear his voice. Mm -hmm. How the heck are you going to be in relationship with him and communion yeah. with him? And if you can't be in relationship and communion with him, how the heck are you going to know what he wants you to do or where he wants you to go or you know, what his thoughts or opinions are on these, you know, major life decisions. And, right. you know, it's not to say that if you struggle with that or, um, you know, it's not always easy, you know, and um, if you make the wrong decision that, you know, everything's going to fall apart. It's not what I'm saying. Right. Um, but there's actually this place where it's like, man, like, I just want to hear God's voice. I want to be in relationship with him because that's the center of it. Like everything flows from that place of communion and relationship with God. And um, and so but but when you're in that place where you're in relationship with him, you're in communion with him, hearing his voice um, and you're walking through life with him that you can actually trust God and his ability to keep you on the right path more than your ability to get you on the wrong path. Yeah, you know? that's right. So there's not like, it doesn't mean, you know, be in fear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, man, there's gotta be this place where it always comes back to communion. It always mm -hmm. comes back to 
like, what are you doing in secret? You know, like, mm-hmm. are you living one way in public and another way in secret? Because that's yep. not going to get you very far. That's you right. actually need to get in your room, close the door and spend time with God. That's right. Um, and that ties, I feel like I'm saying this in every episode, but it's <laughs> literally just that central. Mm-hmm. It's that Good, central. John. So. It's good stuff. Come on. <laughs> I love it. Come on. Well, Teresa, hmm. do you have any, I guess, last thoughts um, no. on living on fire for Jesus, fanning the flame, or any of the other things that we've been talking about? <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it's been fun. Hey, thanks for asking hmm. me to just share some thoughts. I think final thing is just simply what you said there of, just getting with him. Mm. Uh, I think that's that's the biggest biggest shift for mm. anybody is encountering him. And if you have the have had that encounter, um, remember it. Mm. Remind yourself of it. Seek for more of that. Seek for more hunger and thirst for that. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. How do you hunger and thirst for something? Well, you keep feeding it to yourself, mm. right? Like if I keep having chocolate, I know what it's tasted like, so that's why I'm craving it. Mm. So I think to crave him, you need to know what he tastes like. Yeah. So, yeah, get get alone with him or get in a corporate time with him, whatever you need in that moment. Mm. Rem- we got to remember that we're all different. Yeah. And we're going to need things in different seasons. So to not condemn ourselves when change comes. Yep. But embrace the change, move forward with it, and do your best. That's, yeah. that's all you can do. That's so good, Teresa. Mm. Kind of reminds me of um, something this one pastor said of, you know, humans, we have this interesting phenomenon where whatever you feed will grow and yeah. whatever you starve will die. That's good. So if you feed sin, sin will grow. If you starve sin, sin will die. That's right. If you feed your relationship with God, it will grow. Yep. If you starve your relationship with God, then it will die. That's right. Right? And that's um, good. So I just, I love what you're saying. And, you know, even... Um, actually something that Tracy, you said uh, a couple of years ago, actually, but it was just, <laughs> it was really powerful what you said, but mm. you were just talking about, um, this idea of like, I can't live off of the crumbs of other people's meals, right. but I want to sit down and have my own meal with Jesus. Yeah. And, um, I just really feel like that's an encouragement to, um, just the listener that mm. man, just get, get with God, have your own meal with him. Don't, yeah. don't survive off of other people's crumbs. Um, from their meal with Jesus, but actually have your own meal, get your own revelations because that's going to be the most impactful thing you can do. Um, it's going to be the most transformational, transformational, the most powerful, the most equipping, the most empowering thing that you can do for yourself is, um, communing with God, sitting down, having your own meal. And so let that be an encouragement to you. Mm. Go fan that flame, Yes. get the billows pumping on the fire so we can actually become a church that is alive, um, and in love with the God who saved us and who literally gave everything Um, to have a relationship with us. So man, have a wonderful day. Be so incredibly blessed. You guys are amazing and we'll see you (laughs) next time. Peace. Thanks for listening to Encounter the Gospel. If you want to learn more or give financially and help us continue to create content like this to inspire others, you can go to our website at EncounterTheGospel.org.